Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, getting you ready for Rami Makhlouf and the Rami show coming up here in about one hour. Brewers right now, top of six, down 2-1, couple runners on. Castillo still in the game for the Reds uh, after a rain delay. The Brewers took Peralta out, put Brent Suter in. He promptly gave up a run on a RBI single by Jesse Winker. Uh, and now Castillo has himself in some trouble with Avi Garcia at the plate uh, with one out. So I'll keep you updated on what's going on in this Brewers-Reds game throughout Sparky's uh, Midday Madness here. Now, this Aaron Rodgers saga in Green Bay simply uh, will not stop, uh, will not go away, uh, which is fine. Um, so... With that, every time something comes out in Aaron Rodgers and somebody has uh, an opinion of some sort, uh, we're going to talk about it because Packers are king at the end of the day. And Colin Cowherd, uh, who is anti-Aaron Rodgers, has always been anti-Aaron Rodgers, uh, has been talking nonstop about this. He had James Jones on the other day on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and now today got off on a, a little bit of a diatribe uh, about this whole thing. Yes, Dan Plucker. Quick, before we go to this Colin Cowherd audio, I want to bring in some breaking Packers news. All right. Uh, it's not, I, I don't think we need to read. Uh, okay. The quarterback that they brought in, free agent quarterback Jake Dolagala, has is now signing with the team today. So the Packers add another quarterback to their roster, meaning if Aaron Rodgers is back, that's four QBs. Yeah, and I heard uh, Benkert had looked pretty good, too. Dola yeah. Guala, whatever his name is, he was taking some second-team snaps 
I heard as well. Uh, again, none of us have seen any of these dudes play, so we have no idea exactly what we're dealing with. Can I just give you a little sparky conspiracy theory here stuff? Sure. He ain't coming back, man. I really don't think he's coming back. Actually, yeah, you, with this Dolagala signing, it's five, not four. It's five right. quarterbacks on you, the roster. You gave Jordan Love all the snaps at the at, at this mandatory camp, pretty much all the snaps, no matter what yesterday, and he was getting all of the snaps. That feels like, to me, a team in a hurry to get somebody ready and knowing that they don't have a lot of time. Again, no inside information, nothing like that. But when you're signing guys like they're signing guys right now and you can come at me with, well, they need training camp arms. They need five guys. <laughs> five guys is what you said, Blocker. They have five quarterbacks. Five quarterbacks come right on, now. Man. They don't need five quarterbacks. So to me, this is them getting ready. This, that's what this is. They're getting ready because they obviously must not feel he's going to be at training camp. Obviously not. Because if you felt like he was going to be at training camp, you could just have three dudes. And that one of those dudes obviously is out. You could have just got Bortles, Love, one other arm, and you're good. And then when Rodgers comes back, get rid of you know the fourth arm or keep the fourth arm, whatever, fine. Now you're at five? They've never had five arms in camp, to my knowledge, with Aaron Rodgers in camp. Ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. I don't believe that's ever happened. So, and that even goes back to, to Braum. Uh, when they drafted Braum and Matt Flynn, I don't think there was five arms in camp that year either. I'd have to go back and double check, but that seems excessive to me. I, to me, it just feels like they are of the belief that either A, they're going to trade him, or B, uh, that they don't believe he'll be at training camp. So they're trying to get everything in position here. And, and still, we have no idea if this dude is actually talking to anybody in that front office one-on-one. And we don't know what the conversations are between the agent and Mark Murphy either. Or Gutenkunst, if you want to say that. Garcia struck out, by the way. So now there is two outs. Runner still on first and second. That was a pretty long at bat against Castillo. So Avi gave it a good battle, but couldn't finish. It just doesn't appear that he's coming back. Do you read the same thing that I read on this blocker? That it just has that feel like, based on everything that's happened here recently, with how the Packers are going about this, that it doesn't feel like, based on what they're doing, that they are t- you know trending towards thinking he's coming back? Yeah, at least not in the near future. I mean, I don't know why you would sign your fourth quarterback, excluding Aaron Rodgers, to the team if Rodgers was going to be coming back for training camp in a nope. couple of weeks. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You don't need no. five quarterbacks. I mean, we were even talking to, um, I think it was Rob Reichel last week, uh, when you were out, and he said he was telling us that Jordan Love was going to be taking pretty much all the snaps, and people were tweeting uh, throughout the day the last couple days, you know, if your name is not Jordan Love and you're a quarterback at camp, it's been a pretty boring camp for you because Jordan Love's taking all the snaps. Correct. So if if that's truly the case, then why would you sign another dude? Like, if he's just standing there at practice just doing his own individual work and not working with the team very much, why would you add – the fourth quarterback here, unless you know this is just a, a quick a quick swap. They're going to drop um, Blake Bortles, which could very well be the case, no, or Banker, because they they now they now have to go from 
or they now have to cut somebody because they're they at ninety one. So yeah. they need to cut one person to get back under the ninety man roster. So there maybe is, they're swapping quarterbacks, there, but that's the maybe. only explanation. If that would not lead me to believe that this is a team that's preparing for life without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe, but it's not going to be Bortles. I mean, I could see him swapping out a quarterback for this dude. Fine, that makes sense. Uh, but it, it's there's no way they're getting rid of Bortles. I mean. You've got a veteran that knows everything about what would you need him to know about this offense, and a guy that can be somebody there for Jordan Love. If that's how this thing is going to play out, I don't think you can afford. It. If you get rid of Blake Bortles, you have all inexperienced dudes going into training camp. You don't have a single vet in that quarterback room. No, you you can't cut. Blake Bortles. Well, that's showing extreme confidence in Jordan Love, I guess, where you're saying uh, it's not going to matter. No. We'll just have these other two guys here developmental behind <laughs> no. Jordan Love. No. Because Jordan Love had a really good practice yesterday, practice. No, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. That, I do not like that idea at all. All right, so here is Colin Coward. Now, I want you to listen to this, and then we're, we're going to talk about uh, what Colin Cowherd has to say. This is Cowherd, Fox Sports Radio, yesterday. No, today. It was today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was today, uh, Cowherd. All right, so Jordan Love, we'll, we'll have sound later. It was a big day. <laughs> he's talking, and he's playing well. But I was reading a story this morning about um, the, 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 the real mess in Green Bay is a PR battle. And Mark Murphy said this week, the, the fans are d- divided in Green Bay. <laughs> Folks, it doesn't matter if they're divided. It doesn't matter. There is one issue here. I'll get to that in a second. It doesn't matter if the fans are divided. But Colin, the Packer fans own the team. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. That's the tooth fairy of pro sports ownership in America. It says on the certificate, it's got no value and it's non-transferable. The fans own the team assumption in Green Bay. They don't. If you can't sell something, then you don't own something. You don't own the team. It has as much value as that employee of the month plaque you won 24 years ago when you were in high school, paying your way to parties, right? You worked at Burger King, got an employee of the month plaque. That's what that plaque means. Who cares if the fans are divided? It doesn't mean anything. This is not about a PR battle. This is all about if Jordan Love can play. If he can The PR battle is irrelevant. Let's say it is about the PR battle. And Mark Murphy wins it, the president of the Packers. He wins the PR battle. Aaron holds out. Aaron holds out, and the fans are, you stink, Aaron. We love Mark Murphy. And he wins the PR battle. And Aaron holds out and doesn't play. And Jordan Love stinks. Slow clap. But what does Mark Murphy win with that? A third-place trophy? In the NFC North, he wins nothing. If Mark Murphy ticks off every fan who thinks they own the team, but they really don't, in Green Bay, he trades Aaron Rodgers for three firsts, and Jordan Love, by about October, is slicing it and dicing it, he wins. This is all about Jordan Love. It's really no longer about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Aaron's leaving eventually, now or later. This story is all about Jordan Love. Yesterday was a very good day. He was composed, speaking, very composed, very confident, and he was very good on the field. Yesterday was as good a day as Green Bay has had in the offseason. 
yesterday, this whole franchise now, who gives a rip about PR? It is about, it's not even about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about Mark Murphy. It's about Jordan Love. Dude can play, everything solved. And yesterday was a great day if you're a Packer fan. Because he stepped up to the podium and he answered questions about Aaron, had to kind of walk around that little landmine field. He was great. And he practiced. Oh, he's really great. PR is irrelevant. Mark Murphy's irrelevant. Aaron Rodgers at this point isn't that relevant because he's leaving. He's, we got a divorce here, right? We, we, we know the divorce is coming. It's now or a year. It's not, Aaron's not going to be here in four years. Aaron, Aaron could be on Jeopardy in four weeks. So don't, the PR stuff is completely overrated. Don't believe any story that says that. Jordan Love has the future of the Packers. It's in his arm. That's all this is about. So there is Kyle Hurd, uh, Fox Sports Radio Kyle and Kyle Hurd. Uh, put it very, very well. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't think I could have put it much better than how he put it. As far as, yeah, you guys can talk in the media and do all your stuff and so forth. But this really all comes down to Jordan Love. My question is this, and then we'll take your calls. And by the way, the Brewers now up 4-2. to two. Willie Adams had a ground rule double to score one to make it 2-2. And then Jace Peterson came up and hit a perfectly executed pop-up that fell just in front of the left fielder down the line. Willie Adams must have great vision because he was running around like it was a for-sure hit and was halfway down the third baseline by the time the ball hit the ground. Like, if he would have caught that ball, the outfield, the left fielder for the Reds, it, they, they, it was done. A two-out hit. Sorry, not one out. Uh, Adamus was dead, but either way. So it fell, uh, and uh, I guess it wouldn't have mattered with two outs now that I'm thinking about it. So Adamus was flying uh, around the bases with two outs, uh, and so him and Yelich both scored. See, what confused me on that is Yelich kind of slowed down and was looking to see what happened, uh, I guess just on, for his own personal use, and Adamus flew around second. So Willie Adamus. We got any idea if we're going to get Willie Adamas on that show on, on Monday? I know we're efforting uh, to get Willie Adamas on the big show on Monday, so we'll see if uh, we can make that happen. All right, so this is the question about Jordan Love. For you as a fan watching this and seeing on Twitter and so forth, do you think that the Packers' decision to do what they're going to do next should be based around how good Jordan Love looks in practice now and in training camp. Should that be where how their decision is made? If Jordan Love looks good now, and if Jordan Love looks good in training camp, then we're not going to give in to whatever it is that Aaron Rodgers wants. But if Jordan Love doesn't look good and struggles in training camp and struggles in preseason, then maybe we need to give in to whatever it is the demands are by Aaron Rodgers. How much of what the Packers do next should be determined by how Jordan Love looks going forward? Dial it up, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you, asking you, after hearing what Colin Coward had to say there, as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, how much of your decision going forward, if you're the Packers, would depend on how Jordan Love P 
pitches, or not pitches, plays quarterback during practice now. We've got more practices coming up next week, voluntary. And in training camp and preseason and preseason games, as far as what do you do with Aaron Rodgers next? Before the break, uh, Dan Plucker uh, chimed in and said they uh, signed a quarterback. Uh, and the corresponding move, we were wondering if they were going to cut a quarterback, Dan Plucker, and that is not what ended up happening. They did not release a quarterback. Yeah, Rob Domofsky is reporting that they actually are releasing Anthony Rush, the defensive tackle. Correct, who people had high hopes for, I guess, when he was signed uh, because of his size and so forth and really didn't much have much of an impact at all last year. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Anthony Rush hits the street, uh, and the Packers, as of right now, uh, will go into next week uh, with their next set of OTAs, volunteer OTAs, with, what, four quarterbacks uh, under contract, fifth, obviously, being Aaron Rodgers. How much of an impact do you think Jordan Love's performance should have on what the Packers decide to do with Aaron Rodgers? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan. I, I think it should have a, a good degree uh, to do with what they do with Aaron Rodgers. That, that's what I think. Yeah. If, if Jordan Love comes into training camp at the end of July and August, and he practices well and plays well in the padded scrimmages and so forth, and then goes into the first couple of preseason games and looks good in the first couple of preseason games, doesn't look like he's shook, doesn't look like he's rattled, throwing touchdown passes, not turning the ball over. If that's how he looks, then yes. If I'm Murphy and Goody and so forth, then it's... Hey, man, I know we've been in an impasse. I know we've had our issues. Uh, Jordan looks pretty much ready to go here. Uh, so if you do not want to come back, that's fine. Uh, you can watch for home during the year. I'll trade you in the offseason. I'm not trading you now because I'm not guaranteed what pick I'm going to get if I trade you now. It's probably going to be somewhere in the low 20s. If I wait to trade you to April, it's going to be a better pick. So you can sit at home and watch, and we'll just move on with Jordan Love. No biggie. If he does not play well, and let's say Jordan Love goes uh, into training camp practice and there's interceptions being had all over the place from the Packers secondary, he gets into games, he's throwing a couple of picks a game, struggling to move the offense, looking like he's not prepared, that type of thing. If that were to happen, then I think if you're Mark Murphy, then you have to reconsider and say, okay, well, maybe I do have to give in. Maybe I have to give in more than I want to give in here because he's clearly not ready. And if I put him out there in the regular season and he folds and gets absolutely destroyed, I'm possibly going to kill this kid's confidence going forward. That's not something I really feel comfortable wanting to do. And remember one other thing, too, when talking about this situation, and we brought it up, Leroy Butler and I brought it up earlier in the Wendy's Big Show, is this offensive line is so young. So young. And then you're talking about a rookie center and Josh Myers who you draft out of Ohio State. So now you're going to have a rookie center and essentially a rookie quarterback who's never played in an NFL game, preseason or regular season game, having to work on exchanges and be on the same page, being able to read defenses and all of that other stuff. Plus you're talking about having you know, a left tackle, Uh, That is not your normal left tackle if David Bakhtiari is not ready to go in week one, which he may or may not be. Uh, Your right tackle is Billy Turner, who is a, uh, you know, a veteran journeyman type guy. 
Uh, so for me, if your center is inexperienced, your right guard is going to be somewhat inexperienced, probably a, a second or third year player uh, at right guard. If it ends up being running at right guard, it's a second year player. Uh, and then Jenkins, obviously, uh, at left guard or left tackle. And if Jenkins is at left tackle, like is being talked about, you're going to have another inexperienced guy playing left guard. So you're really going to have a lot of inexperience on the line and at quarterback going into the regular season. Now, the good news for the Packers is the beginning of their schedule isn't crazy hard. The crazy hard part of their schedule doesn't come until the second half of the schedule. That's when business really picks up. So you will be able to get yourself some experience with Jordan Love through the first five, six, seven weeks before business picks up and it becomes really difficult in the second half of the schedule. So there is that positive. But if he's not even looking good in preseason games and he's not looking good in training camp, I just don't think it's worth throwing him out there to prove a point to Aaron Rodgers that you're not going to fold or give in. I'd rather give in and do whatever you have to do to kind of get him back uh, and moving forward, see how Jordan Love progresses from that from that standpoint. Aaron Rodgers, that first year after Brett Favre left, played well enough to where they should have won more games than they did. They lost a lot of close football games that year, whether it be him, whether it be the defense, whatever you want to point to. If Aaron Rodgers had been horrible, Aaron Rodgers would have been like Peyton Manning rookie year bad and throwing 20, 30 interceptions or whatever the case may be. If he would have looked like that, oh, everything could have changed. Could have changed. Everything could have been much, much different. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers' career, the organization's future, all of that could have been much different as far as how it impacted Aaron Rodgers after that year. How would it have impacted the front office's thinking as far as what they wanted to do going forward? Whether or not he really was the answer. How aggressive might they have been uh, had he been that bad after that first year as a starter? Like, everything could have changed. The entire future could have changed. So it's very, very critical, in my opinion, to put this dude in the best position possible to have success. And you have to be certain that he is ready to step into that role to have the success. And that's why Rodgers pushed the cards in and is doing what he's doing right now. Because in his mind, he's definitely not ready. And I have the leverage. But if Jordan Love can take that leverage back for the Green Bay Packers through practices and preseason games and can get it back to their side, then Aaron Rodgers is out of luck. And no, I don't expect Jordan Love to be an MVP this year. No. I don't expect Jordan Love to be 13-3 and or anything of the sort. I don't expect any of that. Doesn't have to be. Jordan Love's just got to be average. That's that's all he's got to be. Jordan Love's just got to be average. Average. If Jordan Love is an average NFL quarterback, that Packers team still wins 9-10 games. He just has to be average. Just can't suck. That's it. Because if he sucks and he has to play the whole year, well... That's going to be a problem in more ways than one for certain. And that's what you're trying to avoid here. Uh, yes, Dan Plucker. This is from Brett McMurphy of Stadium. Love Brett McMurphy. Pending approval. Oh, oh. Which it will be approved. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Dan The Plucker. college football playoff will be headed to 12 teams. Oh, no. 
earliest start would be after the 2023 regular season sources stole the stadium. So 2023 season, it would start officially. Yes. Okay. Because of impact of expanded playoff, expect Uh, anywhere from four to ten bowls to be eliminated. Okay. Well, no, but that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, well, the, what, people people love the Rose Bowl, Sparky. The Rose Bowl that's is one not going to get no, 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 no. Like the Pinstripe Bowl and the the Plucker Bowl. You know, those are the bowls the that are going to Mayo Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are the bowl games that are going to get eliminated. Those top flight bowl games will not get eliminated. That's not going to happen. But the reason why they have to eliminate some of these bowl games are they need the TV time. Number one, that that's the biggest thing. You know, you have. So much TV time and TV windows that are reserved. So if they want to, for instance, let's say they want to do these playoffs on New Year's Day, right? So if they want to do the first, how many games are in the first round? First uh, round four of the games, eight teams, four games. Okay, so there's four games. All four could be played on New Year's Day. All four. You you could stagger it, have a noon game and a three o'clock game. And then come back at night and have two more games a night if you wanted. So you could essentially have all four playoff games on New Year's. Or you could have one playoff game on New Year's Eve and then three on New Year's Day. A noon, a three, and then a primetime start on New Year's Day night. You get all four games. It takes out, or they could essentially still call them bowl games if they wanted to, I guess. That might be the better way to do it, Pluck. Because now you're not talking about really pushing... Uh, it out too far. Because the one thing you want is, as Leroy pointed out, you still want people talking about it. That that still is the big thing. All right, well, we've only got a you know, half hour left here, but let's ask the question. Since it looks like it's going to be official, let's ask the question. Are you on board with what the new college football playoffs are going to look like in 2023? Top four seeds get a bye. Uh, top six conference winners in, and then six at-large bids as well make the college football playoffs. And as Plucker pointed out, top six conference winners would have meant the Pac-12 winner this last year would have had to have gotten in on an at-large bid. It's not guaranteeing the Power 5 conferences into the playoffs, which means if by some happenstance Ohio State has to forfeit a season— and the Big Ten records aren't good enough, then, well, maybe they don't get in uh, with that that bid. Uh, Dan Vogelbach just hit a two-run blast off of Sean Doolittle on the top of the seventh. Brewers now up 6-2 to two back-to-back nights for Vogelbach. Boy, it's not going well for Plucker today. First, the college college football thing. Now his favorite player, Vogelbach, hits a two-run homer. I'm being sarcastic. He doesn't like Vogelbach, but that's another one. So, And I'm going to be wrong because I'm telling you, I thought the Brewers were going to lose this game by taking Peralta out and bringing Suter in, but there you go. Hey, I'm I'm not a Vogelbach fan, but if he if he plays well, prove me wrong. I'll be happy. I'll be happy. That's what I want. I want to happen. I just don't think that consistently he can be this kind of player. Well, he's showing for a year. He did. He had one year where he was this type of player with the Mariners. Well, no, the type of player he was was a two oh eight hitter with thirty five homers. Right. I don't, I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take oh, that. Oh, the Brewers baseman. would take that. I know in the a Brewers heartbeat. would. 
I know the Brewers win, but I would me? love more consistency out of my first baseman than that. Yeah, you're old school. You care about batting average and stuff. These people don't care about batting average. Walk a lot, hit a lot of home runs. I don't care what your average is. Look but at Vogel, this. Vogelbeck doesn't walk a lot either. At least he didn't that year. He no, he's he gotten didn't. better at yes, it. But he's definitely improved. How can you not like Vogelbach? I just he's just a big, lovable, huggy teddy bear. Dan Vogelbach. I you don't like Dan Vogelbach. All right, so who's down? Who who's excited about an expanding playoffs? That's what I want to know. Plucker's not. Plucker's not. I I cannot wait to see how many people are like Dan Plucker or how many people are actually juiced and excited about this. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us, uh, 1250 AM, the fan. Let me tell you all about my guys over at Young Express. Want you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. Now, what does being a successful transporter of expedited freight mean? It simply means driving from point A to point B. That's what you're going to do for a career. Pick stuff up, drop stuff off. It really is not rocket science. You can do it. Live a stress-free lifestyle. Put the windows down. Turn up the radio to the Wendy's Big Show and drive, baby, drive, and get paid for it, too. Why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated. Take it very personal, personally, I should say, to keep drivers moving. At Young Express, you can you know, mix it up. You can go nationwide one week, drive local the next Whatever, local, regional, or nationwide driving, it's up to you. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. Looking for full-time independent contractors right now? Join the Young Express team. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. Welcome back. Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, that was an old promo. Marcus Johnson is not joining us uh, coming up tomorrow. But we will have Larry Harris, former Bucks GM, now with the Golden State Warriors. He'll be on tomorrow at 1235 to talk about whatever happens uh, in the Bucks nets game tonight, Game 3. Franchise Tim Allen uh, will join us. Ken Barkley from BetQL. Uh, uh, he'll be on tomorrow as well. So another full show on a Friday and uh, looking forward to talking about hopefully a Bucks victory. I, I'm honest. It, my prediction at the end of the big show was Nets by 12 to 15. So I'm hoping maybe by saying that the Bucks will blow them out, and uh, maybe that'll work. I don't know. I'm out of I'm out of ideas. I, I really am at this point. Talking about the new playoff format and that has to be voted on, but it's expected to be passed here shortly. Uh, and that is a playoff format for college football that will begin in the 2023 season. It will see the top six conference winners uh, rated, you know, ranked, uh, top six ranked conference winners into the playoffs and six at-large bids. Now, the Power Five conference winners are not guaranteed bids. It's simply the top six conference winners, which means Cincinnati and uh, who was it? Coastal Carolina. Those two would have been into the playoffs last year, and the Pac-10 winner uh, would not have been guaranteed a spot. Would have had to get in as an at-large bid. Give you an idea of how this is going to work. The top four teams uh, would receive first-round buys. However, the first round, the high, the better seed will have home field advantage. But in the second round, apparently those could be neutral site games as of right now which 
I think is ridiculous if I've got one of the four best records and I don't get a home game to have that advantage. Again, I think that's a huge sticking point if I'm, you know, any of these guys, Saban uh, or Day at Ohio State or whoever. This has to be a sticking point. You want to have that. Well, now in the break, here comes Dan Plucker with more news, and that apparently is is that Notre Dame, who is an independent and not in a conference in football, will not be allowed a first-round bye because they are an independent. So they will have to play the first round, which means, if I believe I'm right on this, Dan Plucker, that means if they're the number one team in the country, number one, they got to play a first-round game? That would be correct, yes. So, with that being said, I will say this. They, have, they meaning college football, have wanted Notre Dame in, in uh, some type of conference for the longest of times. Big Ten has tried, ACC, all of these guys have wanted Notre Dame. I don't know what it would take to get Notre Dame. I have no idea. But if I'm a conference, I'm back at the table and hanging out again conversation. Could you imagine? Now, this would not be good for Wisconsin. But could you imagine if Notre Dame was on Wisconsin's side in this conference? And now you're setting up Notre Dame, Ohio State on most years in the conference title game? That would be pretty big for the Big Ten. Wisconsin, Notre Dame every year? That would be big for Wisconsin, no doubt. Notre Dame has huge academic standards, right? Now you're competing against those kids on the same side in the same conference. To me, I think that helps Wisconsin get in the living room. Because now, when I beat Notre Dame, I can say, hey, we just beat Notre Dame last year. Why don't you come here and play? I think it would actually help Wisconsin to have Notre Dame on their side in their conference. I think Notre Dame, even though they don't want to, I think they may get forced and they're trying to go pick a conference. Maybe not. Maybe they'll they'll hold to their standards. Um, because, again, as an independent, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Plucker, I don't believe they have to share their TV money that they have. No, they don't. I, so if you go to a conference, now you've got to share that TV money, and that's where the issue lies, is that they don't want to share the money. So unless a conference is willing to take them in and essentially say, you keep your own TV money, which... I'm not sure how that's going to go over with the rest of the conference. Unless you're willing to do that, there may be too much money involved there uh, to go join a conference. Well, that's the thing. Notre Dame has their own TV network on NBC. Like They will lose that partnership with NBC if they go anywhere else. No doubt. Nate, north side of Milwaukee, what do you think of what's going to be a new expanded college football playoff of 12 teams starting in 2023? Um, I like the I like the concept. Um, I don't uh, I don't I don't like the twelve teams. I I'd rather have like eight or something like that. I think twelve is just too much. Um, but I like the concept. Gives it like an NCAA tournament March Madness feel to it. Um, and I I kind of disagree with Dan Plucker on, on this one because it's like anybody can anybody can win in this in this in this new concept. It's not just the four best four best teams and it's not a popularity contest um at the end of the day uh wisconsin can uh get in 
even if they lose to an Ohio State. And that's been the knock on Wisconsin for years. They couldn't beat Ohio State. This this is this is a way for and they have beaten they have beaten good competition over the years. It's just Ohio State has been in that way, so it's been blocking them from getting into the uh the championship uh tournament or whatever. So that gives Wisconsin a chance. And then another point is you can see matchups that you usually wouldn't see. You can see a uh, uh, Wisconsin versus Clemson or something, a Wisconsin versus Cincinnati, a Wisconsin oh, versus sure. Alabama, uh, Alabama. And you can see different matches, matchups that you wouldn't normally see throughout seasons because guess what? Alabama's not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll play Wisconsin um, and, and risk losing when they know that they, if they lose, that could possibly take them out. But now, if when he when you, when you pull Wisconsin in the championship, and if they get to the, if they get past the first round, and they meet in the second round, then you got this. And if guess what? It's, it's you get that uh, you get that basically that uh, that variety. You know. All I mean? right, I got you, Nate. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right, Dan Plucker, your response because he was really talking to you during that whole thing. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter if Wisconsin. You're right. Wisconsin will get to put up the banner that says, oh, we made the college football playoff. We're great. Great. Good for them. Michigan gets to do the same thing. Yeah, no, they definitely get to do the same thing. Every team will. But I can guarantee you they won't be putting up a banner that says national champions. It's not going to happen. This is not like college basketball where a team can go on a special run. It isn't. It's it, that's not the way the college we football works. We don't know yet. It hasn't happened. It, but it, it, it's it, it's not the way that it works. It's not going to happen that way because it is football is not basketball. Basketball can happen because all it is is about making the ball in the hoop. There are so many other intricacies in football that makes it impossible for a team to go a team like Wisconsin to go on a run, win the first game, and then go on and beat the best team in the country. It's just not going to happen. But Blocker, that way. you're not considering something here okay if everybody's healthy i agree with you but it's football you could have a quarterback get hurt you could have a left tackle get hurt running back whatever could possibly get hurt I, you're gonna tell me ohio state third string ohio state was on their third string quarterback I, I, and still won the national championship and, sparky and i and i understand they have that. five stars backed up by five, five stars, stars. I, it's not I, going I to it. make a difference alabama it. made the championship game without playing to a tug of Iola the entire season Correct. and then they brought him in the second half and he brought them back and they won the championship mm-hmm. a guy that hadn't played the entire season yep. it doesn't matter they could be down to their fourth string quarterback at alabama they're still going to beat Wisconsin. All right, let me ask you the question. Why do you watch college football? I watch college football because I love the sport. I love football. I'll take football in any capacity that I can get it. Because clearly, as a fan, you don't believe your school has any chance of winning a championship. No, Michigan does not have a chance of winning a championship right now. They, sure, I, I have that glimmer of hope as they have as they're undefeated or have one loss because they're Michigan, and that's why they would make it, potentially. That that's the glimmer of hope that I have. No, I but, know, but they're not going to beat Alabama. They're not going to beat Ohio State. Right. I mean, it's been so. From that perspective, won- you and and us, Badger. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, with this thing starting 2023, there's going to be expectations now on Paul Chris. Before there wasn't. Like uh, top four, whatever. You're Wisconsin, of course. You're not in the top four. Now you're a, you're a perennial top twenty five team. Now the expectation is going to be that they're in this playoff more than they're not. 
That's going to be the expectation for this football program at Wisconsin going forward. And if you go four or five years and you're not in the playoff, then people's heads are going to roll. That's that's how this should go at Wisconsin going forward. Gary Ellerson, when he comes back Monday, I'm sure will disagree with me. But for me, now, when it's 12 teams, now I look at it and say, okay, look, guys, two, three times every five years we should be in this thing. And if we're not, I'm getting somebody else that will get us there because there's no reason why they shouldn't be in that conversation. Yeah. I, None. You're right. You're right. The coaching, from a coaching standpoint, you're 100% right. Like, coaching-wise, there's going to be bigger expectations on people. Jim Harbaugh's expectation after 2023, if he's still he the head coach. He can't still be there. <laughs> if he's still the head coach, will be, you have to be a college football playoff yes. at this point. Or at least in there more often than, than not. You're sure, everybody has down years. Yes. Alabama even has down years. They now, those same expectations aren't going to be at Purdue but, or whatever, but teams that are consistently there every year in the top 25 and competing at a high level, that should be the expectation. Yeah, it, no, should be. it should be. And and coaches are going to be under more pressure because of that. You're, you're 100% right. And those top-tier programs, quote-unquote top-tier programs, that are not the Alabama's Clemson's of the world that have not been making the playoffs now have that leg to stand on where it's it's 12 teams now, bud. you got to make it in. Right. And, and that that is what I really am anxious to see how this is all going to play out going forward because – we already hear people complaining that coaches don't give get enough time to turn around a program. That people are too reactionary in sports now, and they want to fire coaches before they actually were given a chance, right? And they point to Shashevsky and how his time started at Duke, or Bobby Knight and his time in Indiana, and Barry Alvarez. Hell, even Barry Alvarez, he was awful his first year at Wisconsin. He was awful for a while, and then eventually was given the time and was able to turn it around and become the king of Madison, Barry Alvarez. Now, when you're at Wisconsin, because of what was established prior to you getting to Wisconsin, now it becomes a pressure cooker. It hadn't been a pressure cooker to this point because nobody thought that they would be in the top four, and if they did, it would be a special season. I think if I'm a booster and I'm in Madison and I'm giving my money to the University of Wisconsin to support this football program, and now there's a playoff of a top 12, and you're telling me for five straight years you can't get there, then we need a new coach. Then we have, we have to move on. Did a great job prior to this. But I now have expectations if I'm a booster in Madison. Plain and simple. Uh, joining us now, he is uh, the guy who will be coming up, the Rami Show. Uh, it's that time to do crosstalk. It's 10 to. Uh, and he is not a college football fan. Uh, so I am not even going to ask him about uh, the college, the new college football playoff of 2023. You do? I do. Okay. Color me surprised. I think it's good. I think it's a good Look expansion. Look at you wearing all buck scare today. I, yeah, I am. Look at you. Thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing I'm out. fair. Okay, thank you. I appreciate I it. I figured it would be first place Cubs gear today, but I this you're good luck. Are you going to the the uh, Fear of the Deer district tonight? I, I don't think I can do it again. Not today. <laughs> Can't do it today. I'm dude, I'm, I'm not like bragging about my weekend guy. I'll just I'm still re- recovering from last last weekend was I don't think I told you about uh, the entire week. Quick update. Um, uh, Jace Peterson, RBI double to score Willie Adamas. Now 7-2, top of the eighth for the Brewers. I'm old. And I'm no. yeah. And I'm so you got gray coming in that beard, I can see. I I 
I went hard for three days straight, and I've needed the last three days to recover. I'm finally starting. You're going to... hard every weekend not lately. Every, not like that. No, last weekend. Was that a different level? Last weekend was, yeah. Last weekend was bad, dude. Me and my friend who I was with all weekend, basically we looked at each other at the end of the weekend, and we were like, let's let's not see each other for a little while. Let's just go detox and like eat a vegetable right. and like get some rest and maybe some exercise. But you guys had fun. Days. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good time, but yeah, I, I can't do that anymore, man. I can't do it anymore. I can't. It's not in me. I can't do it. Not surprised. <laughs> not, not been in me for quite a while. Um, all right. So your thoughts on this college football expanded playoff that's going to start in I like it because you you know one of the reasons that I'm not a big college fo- sports fan in general, but especially college football fan, is because I feel like the system is rigged. Is rigged, and right. and and a handful of programs really have a chance to win the national championship in any given year. And really, there's like an elite class of like. 15 20 programs that they just cycle through as those five programs year to year that have a chance to win a championship and and it's it's set up that way and i think that the four team playoff only only widen the gap between the haves and the have nots in college football because when it's alabama lsu and who are the other teams that are basically in it every year? ohio state ohio Clemson. State. what do i do if i'm recruiting against them you know what I mean? How do I get a kid to come to my college when I know it's going to be at least three of those four teams in the college football playoff every year? So the, the system was already rigged. And while I wanted a playoff, I thought n- narrowing it down to just a four-team playoff, like I said, only widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots because that was another thing right. that those schools didn't have in their, in, their, in their tool belt when they went to recruit these kids. They couldn't say you can come here and have a chance to win a national championship because that was just a flat-out lie. You had to go to one of three or four schools to get into it to, to, to play for a national championship now. So I like it. You like it. I do. All right. Rami, those three to four teams are still going to be playing for a national championship every year. Be it's, careful. Plucker is very emotional about this. Plucker, this is like what I said to Aaron about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. You could avoid oh, a lot of these problems by just lying. And, but, but so you're has, lying right but, now. But, but okay, it, great. No, 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 no. But it has to be a plausible lie. Is he lying like, about the, his I, stance on Rodgers or on the college football no, no, I'm saying the Packers could have lied to Rodgers very early on and avoided a lot of this trouble. And, and these schools can now go out and lie to these kids. But actually, actually be able to sell the. It has to be a sellable, believable lie. You know what I mean? So now these schools in recruiting can go out and tell these kids you have a chance to play for a national championship. Whether or not it's true or not, it looks a lot more true now than it did before. If that makes any sense. Sure, but Lies I think every single high school recruit is, is going to understand that they have a better chance of winning a championship at Alabama, Clemson, sure. LSU, or yeah. Ohio State yes. than going to Wisconsin or Michigan. Yes, it's that's a hundred percent true. You cannot deny that 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 is a fact. Sure, they have an opportunity it now. It wasn't going to happen overnight. Which they wouldn't. Any 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 sea change or power shift wasn't going to happen overnight. No, I agree it with needs you. To, it needs to happen gradually, and this is a good step in that direction. Uh, can I just say one other thing? Sure, I've always stated publicly and privately to uh-huh. you that I've always thought you'd be a good dad. Advocating lying, not a good dad trait. <laughs> you need to work on that before you have kids. You need to know when to lie. There's sometimes sometimes there's a good reason to Sparky. No, if the I Packers, don't think so. if, let's say the Packers, ser- seriously, let's go down this road no, for a second. We all right? always, I don't want to fight with you. No, we're not fighting. I've already got a headache. Wanna, let's let's explore an alternate timeline in the Aaron Rodgers multiverse, shall we? All oh, right, God. cool. Let's say that they they draft Jordan Love, but before they draft Jordan Love, 
They go to Aaron. They say, hey, man, we're going to go draft this kid. We like him. But you're our guy. This is this is strictly an insurance policy. You've had some injuries lately, Aaron. We if and and we just want to have somebody to go to if 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 something happens. But you're our guy. Don't you don't have Can to I worry be Aaron? Can I be about Aaron? a thing. Can I be Aaron? You don't have to worry about a Can thing. Can I be Aaron, yeah. please? Yeah. Because since we're making up this alternate uh-huh. universe, uh-huh. cool. Multiverse. Hey, so who am I talking to? Goody? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Goody. Uh-huh. Um. That's cool. You draft quarterback. What uh-huh. round are we talking about? Third, fourth round? No, no, first. We're going to get him in the first. Uh, and, and, and Aaron? Seems a little high Aaron? for an insurance policy, Goody. Seems a little high to me, buddy. If we don't need him in two years, we're, we're telling you, this kid is going to be something. People around the league are going to know this kid is something. And we're going to flip him for a whole bunch of assets to help you win more football games, my dude. What are, you, what are you going to do to help me win football games now? We're working on that. Don't worry. We got, we got plans. We're going to put the best football team around you that we can. Mm. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. But don't worry about this Jordan mm-hmm. Love kid. Everything is fine. Even if that's a lie, that could have avoided right. so many problems. Maybe so I, many problems. That, that dude's smarter than the rooms. I don't know. Maybe, that yeah, but I mean, anything. you at least try to lie, right? You know what I mean. You, try you to at lie. least try to lie. Again, not a great dad, great dad <laughs> teaching point. Not really thinking this is something we should advocate on the radio while kids may be listening. But either way, Daddy <laughs> Rami, sometimes you gotta lie and get your way. Yeah, just, just <laughs> it sounds good. Okay, Daddy Rami, what what is coming up on today's show? On today's show, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, can the Bucks do it? Can they do it and how? What needs to happen for the Bucks? Oh, they could definitely get beat by 15, 20, or 30 again. That's not what I mean yeah, by do it. Yeah, for sure. That's not what I mean by do it. I, I predict Nets by 12 to 15. Why do you hate fun? Why why do you, why do you got to? I'm not just, trying to hate fun. You, you're trying just, to hate fun. Mm-mm. Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yep. Yep. A little bit. Explain to me how you don't play hard for two games. Hey, I'm here. And you know what? Tell me. Did you see uh, Mark it's, Malone? It's essentially like the NBA Finals. last night? Yeah, that was one of the topics I pitched today. We didn't do it. Which that, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have Boonholzer or Malone after the game? Is that what you're doing as a topic? Not necessarily as a topic. Because I'm telling you right now. Just that, I'm, hold on. That's I'm telling you needed, right now. That's what I needed to hear. I don't the, know if that's what that team needed to hear. Okay, that's that, my point. That's what I needed a, to hear. As a fan, yeah. you want Mike Malone. As a player... You want Boonholes. I don't know about that. For sure. I don't know about that. Because then what happened, I don't know if you saw this, Mm -hmm. they went to Jokic and they said, hey, man, coach said y'all quit. And then he's got to answer that question. Yeah. Then they went to Will Barton. He should have to answer that question. Then they went to Will Barton, who just came back off an injury, played well in like 10 minutes, wherever he got. They went to him and he pretty much said, yeah, we had a big discussion, me and some of the other guys after that game. I'm not going to get into what was talked about. But, yeah, I played hard when I was out there. And Maloney, you know, gave credit to Barton. He was the only one that played hard, according to, to Malone. It's All I'm saying is Malone is what I wanted to hear because that would have been what I, I would have done. Every, I don't need that after every loss. That right? game that, against the Nets in the playoffs, yes, in the second yes, round, that was you. necessary. See, now we're on the same page. We're totally on the same yes. page. I'm just saying as a player, I don't know if I want to deal with the fallout from calling me a quitter. That's all. I, as a player, and, again, neither one of us are, but if I was a player, I don't think I'd want to deal with dealing with Eric Name asking me about Boonholzer calling me a quitter. I mean, that's a personal attack. You know how you don't have on those a public asked? figure. You know how you don't have those questions asked. You don't quit and get your ass kicked. I, I totally agree. Forty points. That's no, how you avoid that. No question. That's how you avoid I, that. Little I'm trap. with you. Yeah, but you're not. A, but you're not in that locker room. No, I'm not. And they're not going to no, agree I'm with not. you. Just no. saying. But Sparky, if I'm a player and my coach says that about me, by the time by the by the time the media gets in there to ask me those questions, I've already told the other guys in the locker room the same thing. 
That was a BS effort. What he has to do to the players before he does it to the media. Correct. Uh, a lot of coaches talk to their players through the media. Phil Jackson did that. And I'm not saying Mike Boonholzer is Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson did that. A nor, lot, nor is Malone. A, a lot of real good coaches talk to their players through the media and actually actually put them in that, in that position that you're talking about on purpose, right. intentionally, because they want them to get uncomfortable. You need to play the Malone audio because we didn't get oh, a chance it. to yeah, play it. it. We didn't get a chance to play it, and this Cowherd thing came up, so I went with Cowherd at 2 o'clock instead. What did instead. Cowherd do now? What did I miss? You didn't miss? Oh, oh, here. I had yard work. I was doing yoga. You have nothing to do until the Brewers game is yeah, over anyhow. True. What did I miss here, here, here is Cowherd today, uh-huh. today, uh-huh. talking about the Packers situation. And I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. Here we go. All right, so Jordan Love, we'll, we'll have sound later. It was a big day. <laughs> he's talking, and he's playing well. But I was reading a story this morning about um, the, 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 the real mess in Green Bay is a PR battle. And Mark Murphy said this week, the, the fans are d- divided in Green Bay. <laughs> Folks, it doesn't matter if they're divided. It doesn't matter. There is one issue here. I'll get to that in a second. It doesn't matter if the fans are divided. But Colin, the Packer fans own the team. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. That's the tooth fairy of pro sports ownership in America. It says on the certificate. It's got no value, and it's non-transferable. The fans own the team assumption in Green Bay. They don't. If you can't sell something, then you don't own something. You don't own the team. It has as much value as that employee of the month plaque you won 24 years ago when you were in high school, paying your way to parties, right? You worked at Burger King, got an employee of the month plaque. That's what that plaque means. Who cares if the fans are divided? It doesn't mean anything. This is not about a PR battle. This is all about if Jordan Love can play. If he can, the PR battle is irrelevant. Let's say it is about the PR battle. And Mark Murphy wins it, the president of the Packers. He wins the PR battle. Aaron holds out. Aaron holds out and the fans are, you stink, Aaron. We love Mark Murphy. And he wins the PR battle. And Aaron holds out and doesn't play, and Jordan Love stinks. Slow clap. What what does Mark Murphy win with that? A third-place trophy in the NFC North? He wins nothing. If Mark Murphy ticks off every fan who thinks they own the team, but they really don't, in Green Bay, he trades Aaron Rodgers for three firsts, and Jordan Love, by about October... Is slicing it and dicing it, he wins. This is all about Jordan Love. It's really no longer about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about Aaron Rodgers anymore. Aaron's leaving eventually, now or later. This story is all about Jordan Love. Yesterday was a very good day. He was composed, speaking, very composed, very confident, and he was very good on the field. Yesterday was as good a day as Green Bay has had in the offseason. Yesterday, this whole franchise now, who gives a rip about PR? It is about, it's not even about Aaron Rodgers. It's not about Mark Murphy. It's about Jordan Love. Dude can play, everything's solved. And yesterday was a great day if you're a Packer fan. Because he stepped up to the podium and he answered questions about Aaron, had to kind of walk around that little landmine field. He was great. And he practiced. Oh, he's really great. PR is irrelevant. Mark Murphy's irrelevant. Aaron Rodgers at this point isn't that relevant because he's leaving. 
He's, we got a divorce here, right? We, we, we know the divorce is coming. It's now or a year. It's not, Aaron's not going to be here in four years. Aaron could be on Jeopardy in four weeks. So don't, the PR stuff is completely overrated. Don't believe any story that says that. Jordan Love has the future of the Packers. It's in his arm. That's all this is about. Couldn't have said it any better. It was beautifully said. I'm not a cowherd guy, but that was absolutely 100%. I, ha- I half agree with him. It's all about Jordan Love right now. I half agree with him. Okay. It is, ultimately, it will come down to what Jordan Love does because even if Packers fans, let, let's say we find out, let, let's say something is leaked out and right. and Aaron Rodgers gets all of Packer Nation on his side, right? right. Every, I don't know what it would be, but let's just say some little nugget or tidbit. Something gets is, out of what Goody is, said to him personally right, exactly. or Murphy said and, to and him. And everybody's like, whoa, I can't believe that. Right. No wonder Aaron is so pissed right. off. And everybody's on Aaron's side. Yep. If Jordan Love is the next gold jacket quarterback, Colin Cowherd is right. It won't matter. It will not Ultim- matter. Ultimately, what Jordan Love does is going to decide probably Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst's fate, their, yes. jo- their jobs. Correct. If they're, if they're wrong about this, if they push Aaron Rodgers out the door. Their legacy is determined by this. Exactly. But More th- Goody than Murphy. But don't, but. but don't tell me that. And I, maybe he's right that it's pointless to do this. Why wage a PR war? Ultimately, what Jordan Love does is what's going to determine how yep. people feel about That's this true. at the end of the day. But don't tell me that a PR war is not being waged by both sides. It no, no, he's not, he's not saying it, it's not being waged. He's just saying it doesn't matter. And go back to Favre and Rodgers. Favre looked like a complete idiot, right? But if Aaron Rodgers was awful that first year, the entire future of this organization could have changed. Everything could have changed. They could have been aggressive and wanted to got another quarterback in the draft. They could have changed offensive coordinators and done whatever they were going to do. Well, not, not that. They got McCarthy. But everything could have been different is my point. And off of this, I said during Madness was, listen, I think how good Jordan Love plays will determine what the Packers can do with Aaron Rodgers. If Jordan Love continues to practice well, practices in training camp well, plays well in the preseason, and if Rodgers still isn't there, then they can go to Aaron Rodgers and go, dude, he's good, he's ready, so we're not going to give in any more than we've already been agreed to give in. We're not going any further. So if that's not good enough, then you can sit home, We'll trade you in the offseason. We'll trade you before the draft. No problem. I don't want to see you in Lambeau, though. You sit home, and we're good. Now, see, if I Jordan Love... I trade him now. If Jordan Love stinks, goes into training camp, throwing picks every day in practice. Well, Rodgers does that in training camp, too. So, But either way. So, throwing picks in training camp practice, but now gets to the preseason games, and he's got a pick six coming back the other way, and he's doing all of this, and he's horrible then you probably got to go back in even more desperation mode than you already are and try and figure out how to get Aaron Rodgers back. More breaking Packer news. Plucker said it with a smile. Is this worth a sponsor read? I did not smile. Uh, yes, it's probably worth a sponsor read. You want me to do it? I it's technically the wrong right <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, All right, breaking news on the fan powered by Odyssey Sports. Presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter. Beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today. Well, whichever quarterback is under center will be without one tight end weapon for the first two games of the season. Jay Sternberger has been suspended without pay for the first two games of the 2021 season for violating the NFL's policy and program of substance abuse. That wasn't worth anything. You could have saved that for tomorrow.
Uh, who cares? It's it's definitely worth something. He stinks. He doesn't. <laughs> Sternberger's a second or third string tight end. He's not even that. I he's uh, he could be suspended from Green Bay permanently, and nobody would care in Green Bay. I mean, it doesn't wow. matter. Wow. It doesn't matter. Stop. I mean, we've been. Look, when they drafted Sternberger, I was all about Sternberger. Like, hey, you can stretch the middle of the field. He's going to be something. And it hasn't been anything. I mean, I, whatever. Jordan Love isn't going to be affected one way or the other. And Aaron Rodgers surely does not care about that one way or the other. What's coming up on your show? So, I, uh, I mean, I, you're not going to have much of a show, but. Can the Bucks do it? And, and how do they do it? Are you talking about winning? The qu- yeah. The series. Not just tonight. You probably should save the series question until tomorrow. What do you mean? Because it once well, no, they, if they lose tomorrow, then no, they can't. Right now, it's still a question, so I want to burn this topic today while I still have it and I have mm-hmm. time to fill. After that, we'll ask. Uh, could, and you're actually, you're Colin Cowherd kind of gets to a point I wanted to make today. Can you bring yourself as a Packers fan, and maybe not now. Maybe this is a question I ask now, and then I ask again in a couple of months from now. Can you see bringing yourself to being excited and optimistic about a 2021 Packers season without Aaron Rodgers? I said this earlier to Tyler Dunn. I think there is a little bit of excitement about a new quarterback. I said this today to Tyler Dunn. I'm, I I find myself rooting for Jordan Love when I see these things coming across Twitter of how he's doing. Well, you hate Aaron Rodgers. I, I No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No, <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, you kind of do. No. Uh, a little bit. No. Kind of, sort of. Do I like Rodgers the dude? No. Is this team better with Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah, but you'd rather... Because you don't like Aaron Rodgers, the dude, you're rooting for Jordan Love. I don't think hoping that Aaron Rodgers, the dude, is somewhere else. But but let me explain something. And the Packers are still good, which is good for I, business. I don't think this is good for anybody involved. What is going on right now? Eh. Like it's not good. It's good for Jordan Love? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's. Oh, not. it definitely is. No, it's, it's not. most certainly good for Jordan Love. Okay, well we can talk about this tomorrow because I suppose you want to do a show. <laughs> That's why this crosstalk is ridiculous. Because you and I could just go on for three hours really after could. this without any we commercials. Really could. We had, you know, the other day when we, my last commercial break was at two thirty. I forgot what we were yelling about the other day. What were you? Oh, it was Aaron Rodgers. We were yelling. That's about Aaron why Rogers. you want to go down that hole. After again. you left, we, the phone line. We had full phone lines. Yeah, <laughs> wanted to talk to you yep. and me about Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Yeah. We should just do, just do the whole hour with me. Now you know what? You know what's happening? <laughs> you know what? I, I've realized with you and Bart. I got a y'all, Bart hour. I got you, a Tim hour. I know. Bart does the same thing. You want a Sparky hour? You, you, and, you, and, you and Bart both do the same things. What? He's got a he's got a Tim half hour. Yeah. You've got a Tim yeah. half hour. He's got a Rami half yes. hour. You've got a Bart half right. hour. And if you all can rope me into doing a half hour, <laughs> man, y'all cut your show in half. Oh, when the football season starts, there's going to be a Gary Day and a Leroy Day. Oh, man. Can't see, wait. Those two fools will do it, too, and not even know what's happening. Won't, just try to help Rami out. Won't even know what he's doing. And I'm just going to laugh like, y'all are a bunch of suckers. Rami Magloff, he's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.